This is episode number 50 with Alba Melgar Say Debaca. Welcome to American Snippets, your source for inspirational, motivational, and selfless stories and interviews from exceptional people across the nation. And now, here's your host, Barb Allen and Dave Brown. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to American Snippets. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show. My name is Dave Brown. I'm here with Barbara Allen. Hey. Hey, what's up? Nothing much. <laughs> and today we have a really special guest on today's show. Her name is Alba Melgar Se Debaca, and the, she is the COO of Vetted. Uh, Vetted is a really cool nonprofit foundation that provides veterans with executive education, career services, and uh, follow up placement in different industries. Basically, what they're doing is they're transitioning veteran leaders into industry disruptors and, entre- and are entrepreneurs of tomorrow. We love a lot about this story. Look, we talk a lot here at American Snippets about the power of positivity, the power of proximity, so what you can accomplish when you are surrounded by people who support you and have the same vision of you. We talk a lot about how gratitude plays into your career success and your personal success. Alba's story demonstrates all of that. She is surrounded by family who had the same vision of her and pushed her forward And she has such immense gratitude to this country that was so good to her family. She applied that into her career path and accomplished extraordinary things, which I don't want to give away right here. I need everybody to listen in. We talk about the difficulty veterans have transitioning, vetted and ABBA, take care of that too in an extraordinary, innovative and high caliber way. If you have struggled with feeling overwhelmed, if you feel like you can't face your obstacles in front of you, if you maybe forget the opportunities that are offered in this country and what is available to anybody who's willing to work for them. You have got to listen into today's episode. Alba has a message for all of you. Awesome. So without further ado, uh, well, Barbara had the opportunity to sit down with Alba uh, just earlier this week. So without further ado, here's Barbara Allen with Alba Melgar Say Debaca. Hi there. Welcome back to American Snippets. I am your co-founder, Barb Allen. Today we are here with another, I say this all the time, but every week it is true. We have an amazing guest here today. We have Alba, go ahead and say your last name because I always mispronounce it. Uh, Melgar Sedebaca. There you go. I could probably say it, but I'm going to butcher it. Melgar Sedebaca. I can't say it as pretty as you do. So I just like to like insert your, insert your name, right? Um, Alba has an extensive history in the military, which I'm not even going to spoil that. I'm going to let you say it too, because I think everything just sounds cooler when you say it. But um, as we often talk about here in American Snippets, A, our gratitude to those who serve, and B, our, um, the need that we all have to be aware of this transition process for them when they come home. So, you know, we talk about imagine being in a high, um, high powerful, uh, intense situation for months on end, where in many instances, you live every minute knowing that something awful could happen, right? And you are responsible, especially in leadership, you are responsible for the lives of others. It is an overwhelming, enormous responsibility. And then you go through that and you're trained very specifically to go through that. And then you come home and there's no training on how to sort of unlearn that and sort of deprogram themselves from all of this immense training. So it's like, if you're jacked up to do something and you go, 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 and then you're just tossed into a world and it's like your whole world changes, but there's no support to help you emotionally or physically transition back. And you're in a society where a lot of civilians um, don't understand what they have been through. Uh, And in a lot of places, people 
it, it's easy for them to forget that people are even still going through it. So Alba is part of changing that for not only herself and her wife, but for all veterans around all veterans within their reach and helping those veterans reach other veterans. And uh, the vehicle she is doing that through right now, anyway, one of the vehicles, because there's a ton. Alba and her wife are themselves an interstate of vehicles because they're just <laughs> flying down the interstate in all these vehicles, um, but all with the goal of helping veterans transition back into uh, civilian life after their service and helping civilians also learn from uh, veterans and how the one community can help better the other. Um, so today with us is Alba and Alba, we're going to jump into your story. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thank you for having us. Barbara. I love what you guys do at American Citizens. We do too. Thank you. Most of the time, except for like when our internet freezes and stuff, you know, <laughs> it's not, then we, uh, we're a little disenchanted with it, but we thank uh, anyone who bears with us through these issues. So Alba, can you go ahead and tell us a little bit um, first about your personal background, your upbringing um, and where you're from, your family? Uh, I'm an immigrant. We came, my family and I came to the United States when I was young, and uh, all my parents and my aunts and uncle all came on student or work visas, and everybody went to work or went to school, and uh, my mom took care of us, all my cousins, my brothers and sisters, while we, while they were working, making everything for everybody. That is a story in itself, which is another thing that we love hearing about. We're so impressed. By people because we grew up here and we just take it for granted right I, I can't imagine going to those extents and those extremes to go live in another country like there must be something so special about that country um or um you know about what you perceive that country to be to go to go do that and then for your family to come over and make that change i spent a year overseas uh you know in denmark and traveling through europe and that was a great time and i loved the country i loved everything about it but I missed my home. I miss, you know, America. And I don't know for sure that no matter how much I love that country, if I could then assimilate into their society and adapt all of their practices because it was so ingrained in me, all of my other practices. So for people who come and do that, I have an extra dose of respect for them um, to commit to that process and make it work for themselves and for their children. I got to meet your mom. She's super cool sassy. Um, so I wonder where you get that from. <laughs> so then growing up, what, I mean, what prompted you, what led you towards the military? Uh, well, I, uh, first I started to get an education. Um, I was still not, I was, on. I had my green ID card, my resident ID card. And, um, I did not, I did not qualify for most scholarships. So I was going to school and I was, uh, holding down four different jobs. And realized I, I just couldn't do that anymore. Um, and I wanted to give back to this wonderful country that had taken such good care of my family and I. Uh, my mom was so proud that I went and enlisted in the Air Force. So I enlisted in active duty. And I was an air traffic controller. I started in the Air Force as an air traffic controller. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I was an air back medic in the Air Force Reserve. And then a combat medic in the Army. And I was commissioned in the Army as an officer. I received a commission after I got my bachelor's degree. My mom pushed education. She said, you can't make anything of yourself if you don't get an education. So um, I kept going to school and I spent a total of 29 years in the military. And one July is my first day in the private sector. Wow. That, I mean, 
And you say that, and it's, and I know when you go back and talk about your life and things you've done to you, because you've done it and you've lived it, it's just like, yeah, well, this is the way it is. Like, you know, it's hot out today. Right. But I mean, when, when you're on the receiving end, when you're sitting wearing these headphones and you're listening to that, that is like a giant list of achievements and accomplishment. Like I got my master's degree. Right. And I was like, boom, (laughs) right. (laughs) You know, and not that that diminishes it, but I I appreciate the level of work that goes into it. So, you know, where, yes, it's cool. I'm glad I got the master's. I know the level of work that it took for you to do. I don't know all the level of work, but I know the level of work it took for me to do that. And I know it took you, you know, 12 times the level of work to do what you did. So again, hats off to you for that. Um, and what are you, what is your rank, your final rank that you are retiring with? My rank is uh, 05, Lieutenant Colonel in the U.S. Army. Um, and I was fortunate enough to to finish my Ph.D. before my last tour to Afghanistan last year. <laughs> um, so I defended my Ph.D. a week before I went to Afghanistan and got uh, Dr. Melgar, which is was a much harder thing I, I, in my eyes to do than all the multiple deployments everywhere I went. So you... Defended the country, you def- then you defended your PhD, and then you went back to defend the country. And now you're doctor, lieutenant, commander. Or doctor, lieutenant. <laughs> That's freaking awesome, man. Um, so, like, you could just stop right there. You could be like, thank you and good night. You know, I've done my part. I'm going to go sit on the beach and uh, drink my Coronas or whatever and just hang out now because I've earned, I've earned this time off. Right. Um, but that's not really how you roll. And, and so, You've moved into already your next path. You want to tell us a little bit about that path and and you know, how you came upon that? I'd love you to. Thank you. Um, I got an opportunity to go through a veteran accelerated management program with an organization called Vetted. Uh, Vetted provides an executive education to service members that have spent the majority of their life in the military. They give a lifetime to the military. And now they're leaving the military. And like you said, transition is really challenging. It's like me asking um, this the the radio producer and founder of American Snippets with a master's degree <laughs> to go command uh, a battalion right. in the Army overnight. So right. that dramatic a change. And the Vetted is now the organization that I work for. I'm the chief operating officer for Vetted. Wow. So Vetted... Um its primary focus is to, it's an education program that helps veterans find gaining gainful employment and make that transition back into, into society. Yes. It does. It does two things. There's two tracks. You can go the entrepreneurial yep. track or you can go the corporate track, which means uh, your next career it helps build that business acumen for your follow on job. Because you, um, you, that's the one thing you're missing. You're missing, I'm sorry, it's two. You're missing the business acumen and you miss, you're missing the network. You don't have that network in your domain to be able to, to be competitive with those who have been doing the job that you'd like to be applying for. Um, they've been doing it for the last 15 years. Um, so now you, you have, you have a lot of competition out there. Yeah. And you know, um, it's not necessarily that people are indifferent or cold hearted. They're not, you know, necessarily actively trying to discriminate against veterans or people who don't or have that gap in the civilian workforce. It's just that many times they're looking out for what they perceive to be their best interest of their company or, you know, who they're going to do business with. And when you line up someone who's been doing this for 15 years and can say, 
hey, here's all the things I've done in the specific area that you are looking for somebody to do it. Here's all the things I have versus somebody who says, I don't have those 15 years of experience, but I have these traits and I can learn quickly and I can do this and I've defended my country. They can be like, I appreciate you doing what you've done. But at the end of the day, I have to look out for my company and I'm going to go with candidate A because they're a sure thing as much as anybody, you know, so... So what vetted you're doing is you're helping them bridge that gap and tr- and convert their experience into a purposeful path that they can apply those traits to and make those connections and networks and just get that five minutes with that person that they need to get at, while they're building their their education and their skill set. Pretty exactly. much, exactly. Yeah, yeah. been very successful. We have a ninety one percent placement rate. The cohort that um, I participated in had 26 students, 23 of those uh, found employment or started their own business and are being very successful with it. Three of them went back to their active duty job. They actually start, they started the course within the 18 month window that they're allowed prior to departing active duty. So our um, success rate is incredible. Um, one of the highest positions one of our graduates received is the chief surgeon for the Seton Medical uh, Department here in the state of Texas. So a pretty big position. And one of our entrepreneurs owns his own, it's called Patriot Dog Training Business. And yeah. he's doing, um, he, he's increased his revenue stream by a third since going through the program. So it's a great program. So you help teach people maybe, so the dog trainer has these skills. Where He was a canine handler in the military? He yes. So knows the trade inside and out, has the confidence, has a skill set, has a success rate in the military, but maybe doesn't have the um, the skill set or the network to learn how to convert that into the civilian business plan that maybe an investor would look at or clients would look at, right? Or how to sustain an actual business out there. And your program helped teach him how to do that? Exactly. The business model, the financial model, and then how to gain capital. Teachers. And then you bring in people from, that's not, this is, I think, what is the coolest part for me is that you can get the education. You can pack yourself with uh, potential and skills and have everything you need to be that success and maybe be better at it than people who have been doing it for 20 years. But oftentimes without those connections, somebody to open that door for you or just give you that five minute chance or work with you or say, Hey, look in the textbook, it says this, but in real life, this is really how it works better. And you guys provide like one-on-one almost mentorship with people in those areas. Yeah, we do. And then we provide them a, a network of sponsors. So somebody who actually sponsors you in an organization that will walk you through the process itself and then help you to be successful. at what you're doing. Okay. So say I'm like the, a CEO at Neiman Marcus, right? I don't know. I don't know business, right? That's not my thing. But say I'm like a CEO at Neiman Marcus, right? And so I say, hey, Alba, I would very much like to sponsor you. Um, in Or you guys approach me and say, would you sponsor Alba? And I say, sure. What does that entail? What What is my role as a sponsor? Um, as a sponsor, there are a number of ways that our sponsors help us. Uh, one, they provide, they are the pipeline for some of our VAMP graduates, Veterans Accelerated Management. Program. So they're receiving some highly qualified candidates with the latest business uh, acumen 
to go into their company and be successful. Two, they provide a platform for case studies. So we will actually work a project or a case study for the company itself and help improve on a process they have or look at a, a problem they're having to find a solution. We put a team on that from our group, our Veterans Accelerated Management Program group, and they provide a solution or a number of options for that company to improve on that problem. Or three, it's a direct either in-kind uh, sponsorship, and um, they provide a grant, for example, for a Gold Star mom who is transitioning and wants to go back into the private sector and wants to go through the Veteran Accelerated Management Program. Will sponsor that program, or four, they're actually a sponsor and they act as a um, call in for that individual to help them understand the company, its processes, its interview uh, process, and how to get an interview at all. Because really, that's the hardest part when a number of our applicants are applying prior to going through the program itself and having the network. Yeah, wow, that is amazing. So, and that's what you just said, touched upon where we were, or, or I was talking about a minute ago, talking at you really. <laughs> but, uh, but because I know what it's like to be out there and be competitive and trying to get that thing. So, and I want to make it very clear because uh, there can sometimes be a misperception um, if somebody's listening to this and maybe getting a little antsy or like aggravated, like why should they get this job when I'm just as qualified? It's not, it's not about anybody giving anyone a job that they're not qualified or whatever. It is giving them the opportunity to prove themselves and prove their worth. And there is a world of difference in those two things. You're not just handing somebody a job and saying, here, do what you will with it, right? You're training them. You're setting them up appropriately to be an asset to that, to that company or to their own business and saying, here is your five minutes to, to show your worth or prove it or whatever. And that is the key because Oftentimes you, like you said, you cannot get the interview. Your resume gets dumped on a desk with, you know, 600 other resumes, half of which are completely unqualified for the job, but still take the manpower and time power of somebody going through it. Um, so you're, you know, you get, you get that look and you get that opportunity. So it's by no means a handout. It is uh, an opportunity to, to prove yourself. The candidate was successful in the position that they gained, um, that they're happy there and that the company is happy. We actually follow our vetted graduates for the next two years to make sure that their the employment that they did receive or their company is being successful. Um, one of our entrepreneurs has her own company in San Antonio, uh, Military Transition Network, and we're following her through and helping her through a number of ways. We're helping her build her conference. We're helping her with her continue to help her with her network. We're providing her corporate advice and sponsorship opportunities. Um, so our graduates don't aren't a one and done going through the program. We're following them through. And that in turn makes sure that when they're successful, they'll pull along their fellow graduates and we're building a network of help. So when you become the chief surgeon at Seton, yeah. we're going to look favorably at hiring a number of other veterans that they know will be successful because they've gone through the program. Um, and they've gone through the vetting process of, of making it into the program itself. Yeah. Now, talk about some of the, not necessarily skills, but the traits that veterans have that make them, um, you know, somebody who served honorably and well in the military comes out and they have a skill set, you know, their MOS, whatever they've done, but they also have traits that go along with that service. And oftentimes it's those traits are things that you can't 
you can't te- either you somebody out there is going to have those or or they're not you can teach the skills but those traits that these people have that make them valuable uh, as part of a company as a leader of a company or as the developer of their own business talk can you talk a little bit about what some of those traits are uh, they come, every military member that departs the military comes with a certain level of leadership skills. We're taught leadership from the very beginning of basic training through every single school and job that we sit in. So leadership, the loyalty to an organization, when you hire a military member, if it's a good fit, they're going to stay there for a very long time. Loyalty, they have a, a sense of duty to their fellow team members at the organization. They have respect for um, the organization itself and, and those who they work with. Um, that, that, that feeling of selfless service and wanting to, do, to continue to do something uh, larger than themselves to be have a, a bigger purpose, that, that continues on with the military. And that's one of the hardest things to find for military members as they exit the military, that sense of purpose and belonging to something bigger than themselves. They're agile, they are flexible, they are resilient, and they are great at building teams. All of those soft skills, um, military members who leave the military after a certain number of years come with those skills already ingrained. And they're looking for something to continue to contribute those skills to. What they're missing then is just the building business acumen and the the, uh, network to be able to market themselves. Yeah. And that's it. So you take all those traits and you give them um, the the ability to translate those traits into a viable career, which is so important because I don't think there's a single person who serves in the military, comes home and says, Hey, I've done my, done my part. I don't want to do anything. I don't, I no longer want to be a productive member of society. I no longer want to have my own purpose and my own path. I'm going to just come home and collect whatever benefits may be available to me, which are not a lot. And and I'm going to do nothing with my life from here on, right? I don't know. And I've met a lot of of veterans. You know, I am a military family. I don't know a single one who, who comes home with that attitude. But when you come home and you're often faced with, you know, a heap load of challenges that most of them, you know, you're not complaining about, you're just saying, Hey, look, this is what I have. And then you're thrust into a world of seemingly indifferent people um, and just doors close and doors close and doors close and doors close. It is um, exceedingly frustrating. And that's where we start to lose people. That's what contributes to losing people. So I love what Vetted is doing and taking that and turning that around. I love that um, you are a part of it and uh, and Cassandra is a part of it. The two of you are like a freaking hurricane and typhoon when you want to get things done. You know, <laughs> I mean, there's just nothing is going to stop you, which is exactly what you need. Um, can you tell us, is there a particular moment in that course for you because you first took took it and now you're leading it? So can you tell us if there's a particular moment in that course um, where you had sort of this moment that uh, that really stuck with you? Yeah, there are a number of epiphanies that you that you have while you're going through the course. It's it, one, it's I got to learn to market myself. It's the value of me and everything that I've done. We write all of our evaluations in the military as a team. So when I say Barb and Barb and I did something, it's always my team members yeah. built this large event. So it's the, the epiphany of you have to be able to talk about how the things you did personally and be able to take credit for them um, without being that 
as humble as you've learned to be and learn not to talk about yourself. You're, you're taught not to talk about yourself, but to talk about the team. Then you have the epiphany of, I have to network. I have to be willing to put myself out there, be a little bit vulnerable. Yeah. Come at it with a little bit of humility um, because it takes a great deal of humility to go into a crowd of strangers that are all very experienced, all running companies, all have their own podcasts and be able to communicate with them in an intelligent fashion and not not feel incredibly nervous and lost in the process. So the the networking and then you're con- you're continuously learning new things, business models and financing and your market value, market share. So you're learning as you're going through the course. The last portion of the course is one where they're, you go through a workshop where they're actually getting you to uh, getting you to the point where you're narrowed down with exactly what you want to do, what your what your desire is, what because you've lived a life of service and they've always told you this is the next thing. Right now you're going to be a battalion commander and you're not really offered a choice. You're going to be a battalion commander. <laughs> your next one is you're going to go shut down the bottom two thirds of Iraq. That's your next job. So go do it and. Wow not an option. That's your next job. And now you're going to Afghanistan. You're going to go rebuild a base and you're taking a number of soldiers that you have to train and motivate and take them into an austere environment and have them be a team and be successful. And that's what you were doing at that point. And then you come back and, and, and you're leaving and now you don't know. No one's yeah. telling you the next and you're going to do the next great thing. Now it's up to you to find the next great thing. And that it helps walk you through a workshop where it helps you find your next great thing. Awesome. I I love how you just laid that all out and put there. And so you can go in and you can say, hey, this is your mission. Like this course, this is your mission now. And and so maybe that would register with a veteran who says, oh, you know, this is my course. You know, And maybe they would have a little more dedication than like a college student sitting in a liberal arts um, class, like kind of killing time, right, to, to move on to the next part of their degree. This is all meaningful, hands-on, completely applicable information and contacts and resources that you're providing them like ex- like a boot camp in in creating your next career and folk and they have something to focus on to keep them, you know, mentally and physically uh, busy and and directing their energy towards that positive outlet, which is another part uh, my, you know, my grandmother used to say, idle hands are the devil's workshop, right? I don't, and that like, just sits in my head. Idle hands are the devil's workshop. And I always knew I was about to clean something when she said that, right? But, <laughs> but you know, it holds true. Um, you know, that, that generation called it as it was and, and it holds true. So there's no idle hands there and no idle brains that are allowed to maybe fester and, and nurture wounds or, you know, negative. Uh, feelings or or outlets because it's all focused towards positive and recreating. And I'm sure the support system in there is also pretty great and the camaraderie exists as well. It is. Uh, it's a tough course to get through. So we're very careful about the candidates that select to participate in it um, because it's, it is a challenging course. So as you're going through this challenging course, you're building relationships within and getting to know your class members, all very, very diverse class members from all services in all different grades. Um, so you get that opportunity. And some of them go the entrepreneur track and, and we're building entrepreneurs. Um, we're beating the, the percentage of entrepreneurs that are being successful out in the real world right now. So all that's 
awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, uh, when I'm like particularly like, boom. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So say I'm a candidate or I say, Hey, this school sounds great. You know, what are the qualifications for you all that make an attractive candidate? What's something that would maybe disqualify a candidate and what's something that would actually make that candidate attractive? Uh, we're looking for a candidate that has either a large number of years of experience in the military or has, and a bachelor's degree, or has not as many years of experience but has a master's degree because it is graduate level work. Um, so we're looking for one of those two candidates that will be strong enough to make it through the program and that also is in the, that group of uh, military members that are at that point in their career where they're seeking to advance into the corporate world and build their own business and, and can get through the course itself. And so um, I know you said you also are open to military spouses and gold stars. So what would be some of those qualifications, say, of a military spouse um, to be accepted into that career for, field, into that school? Uh, for, uh, for a bachelor's degree and a couple of different jobs. So they are, they've showed some some career progression or they've worked a number of jobs where they've gained some experience and will be able to, to, um, to contribute to the program and to learn from it. Okay. Or, um, or, for example, for, your, for yourself, you've got a master's degree um, and you, you've also uh, given a lifetime of service to, to others through the organizations that you've worked with and worked for and now are ready for a transition to the corporate sector or want to build your own business in a different okay. way that's not your, that might not be important. So uh, the, the program itself is how long? It is a total of two months long, um, and it's 40 hours, 40 to 50 hours a week. 40 to 50 hours a week, and that's on-site? It's on-site, yes. Uh, right now, we are partnering with the uh, University of Texas Macomb School of Business. It's the uh, number two business school in the world, uh, so it's a great forum for, for students that are wanting to advance in, in uh, business activity. So are there um, programs elsewhere in the country, or is it? Is it for now located in Texas? It is for now located in Texas, and we're looking to move to. We will start the program um, here at the University of Texas in the fall, and then in the spring we'll be growing to two more campuses: uh, El, uh, University of Texas El Paso, um, and then moving to University of Texas Arlington or Dallas, and then finally going to Houston for either Rice or University of Houston. Nice. So now say I am somebody at a college, I don't know if that's the dean or whoever it is that makes these decisions, probably not the dean, but I would like to have my college participate in this program and offer my college's service, my university service to vetted to allow your students to come you know, and do what they need to do here at our campus. What, what needs to happen for that? I say, hey, Alba, I am in the position to make this happen here at whatever, Yale or MIT, um, you know, what, what do I need to do to make that work? Um, if you contact vetted.org, we'll walk you through the process to build the program to make sure the curriculum matches up with a Veterans Accelerated Management Program uh, that can compact the work of pretty much three semesters into two months. Yeah, that's pretty intense, the 40 hours a week. Um, yeah, that's that's no joke. So somebody who does this needs to be 100% committed 
to it. And, and if they have a family at home, that family needs to be a hundred percent committed to the success of their person in that, or it's just not going to, not going to fly. Like they need to have the, they need to have the ability to take that time to, to do that and commit a hundred percent. And their family needs to know, Hey, I'm not really going to see so much of you for the next amount of weeks, but that's okay because it's, you know, for that future goal. So, um, if, if I'm on the fence about being a sponsor, you know, and I'm in the position to be of great value to you as a sponsor, what, and I say, ah, oh, well, I'm not really quite so sure. You know, it may take up too much time. It may be um, too much of an inter- interruption in our daily flow, or I don't have the money to do it, or I was going to spend it somewhere else. I'm not entirely convinced that vetted is where I need to invest my time and my effort. What would you say to them? If you want to help service members transition, if you want to have a successful uh, employee or be a pipeline for a successful employee uh, in the very near future, then vetted is definitely the organization you want to go with. We have incredible candidates that are not just leaving the military, but graduating from the Veterans Accelerator Management Program that are a guaranteed success in the organization. Okay. And what, um, in terms of the, you know, if they're worried that it's going to be an interruption in the workforce, you know, like I don't have time to take an, untra- an unskilled person into this workforce. What's in it for me? And you touch on this before, but I want to put it in plain English in case you know, it was it was missed. Sure. Uh, the part of the Veterans Accelerator Management Program works case studies for you and projects for you. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to hire the group or the student that worked on your project, but they're going to provide you a solution or options to the problem that you presented or the case study that you presented for your company. And that's at no cost to you. There you go. And that's often, and not to say, I used to, it, it was difficult for me to separate, you know, emotion from practical. Like I used to think if, if somebody had to have something in it for them, it meant they were a terrible person, but it doesn't mean you're a terrible person. It just means you have a business to run and you have employees to think of. And so there needs to be some sort of quid pro quo, quid pro quo, um, you know, if you're going to, to embark upon this journey with a veteran. And so I just think it's important to remind sponsors or if there's somebody listening who may be considering it that a not only are you doing you know you don't have to wear a uniform to serve the country right but everybody should do their part to support those people who do serve because where would we be without you all so this is something that people can do to support everybody who does serve and it's what keeps that wheel spinning right some people are going to go serve and do what you do not everybody's going to do that but the other people who want are going to stay back and run the country and work and keep the country going while you're all defending it. Now move over and make some room for everybody to assimilate back. So not only do you get to be a part of that movement, but you get to gain these dynamic, committed, motivated people in your program with people like you who are committed to the success of your students. So you really have a whole team. When you look at that one candidate coming through or that one new employee, it's not just that employee. Every single person in the vetted program is invested in that person's success. And is going to make sure that that person has every opportunity to succeed and pushes him or herself to their maximum potential. So that is what I think an employee or, you know, if I was receiving somebody from vetted in, I think that would become evident too. It's like, it is a win-win situation for everybody. And it just, uh, it does so much to, to move forward and, and kind of bridge that gap too in the transition process for the veterans and help the civilian people maybe understand and better appreciate what is happening every day on, you know, for all of us. Sure. Yes. 
so w- tell us about some of the events that you all have coming up. I asked you that quickly before and you were like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like but so let's get it now recorded so we can uh, make sure to list them all and sure. point people uh, towards them. So right now, if you go to our vet website, it's vetted.org. Uh, we have a number of campaigns running. We have Counter and Hate is sold by Bob Pearson and all proceeds of that book actually come to vetted. We have a t-shirt campaign. Uh, Grunt Styles actually is selling a, one of some of their fabulous t-shirts with a vetted logo. Makes you be your own hero. Uh, um, on our website, we receive half of all the proceeds to the sales of those t-shirts. And then we have a number of events that are coming up. We have a Monte Carlo night here in Austin on the 22nd of July. Then we have a... Uh, uh, that brings in all sponsors, has students that would like to be in, anyone who's interested about learning about Medit, um, at W2O here in Austin. Uh, we are then proceeding that with a Spec Ops event in October. In October, if you are a company and interested in sending a team that gets to participate in a 24-hour strenuous event, you get a SEAL team, uh, SEAL and sign to your team. When you what? go to a exercise, then Vetted is putting on a Spec Ops event uh, at the, the at a huge ranch here in Austin. Does those type of events? It's obstacle courses, it's land navigation or orienteering, and it's intellectual problems. So you'll get an opportunity to spend time with a couple of military members and a SEAL team member on your team in a 24-hour exercise that really will challenge you and help you. Uh, learn, grow, and get to know a military member a little bit better in this group that they provide. Oh, my God. That is wild. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds awesome. Okay. So you just touched, you said again, if you go to the website, vetted.org, yes. you have all that information. So I would encourage anybody listening to go on out to that website, check it out, see some of the great things they have. And if they have questions, they can contact somebody via the website. Absolutely. Absolutely. And somebody will get back to them. Righto, because that's how they roll too. Uh, Abba, thank you so much for taking the time. We and, have, uh... Yeah, I'm sorry. We had another little delay. Thank you so much for taking the time to to be with us today and to to t- to talk about all you're doing. And thank you for what you have done and what you are doing. And congratulations on your your own transition into civilian life after a well served career. Thank you, Barbara, and thank you to American Snippets for putting us on and. Uh for giving everybody an opportunity to learn about vetted. Yeah, we're, we're going to blast this out and uh, really push it. And I'm going to go ahead and say anyone who listens to this and does send, shoot me an email, barb at americansnippets.com. Tell me something that you liked about this interview. I'll go out and I'll send you a copy of that book. Can you tell us again about that book and what it is, Abba? Sure. Uh, the book is called Countering Hate, uh, and it's written by Bob Pearson. And it provides a number of perspectives on how to how to turn the the, the cycle of hate around um, and, in a population. And Bob Pearson has quite the history himself. He his professional career was pretty extensive. So um, check that out. Check out the the book on the website. And somebody listens to this and sends me a little message that says something about this interview or or vetted that impacted them, I will order a copy of that book and have it sent right to them if they send me the email. So thank you so much again for, for all you do. And we look forward to tracking vetted in the future.
Thank you, Barbara. I appreciate it. All right, everyone. That wraps up another episode of American Snippets. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show. I'd like to personally thank Alba for being on this episode as well, sharing her story and telling us all about Vetted. If you want to learn more about Vetted, uh, visit them on their website at vetted.com. Org. Again, Vetted transitions veteran leaders into industry disruptors and, un, and the entrepreneurs of tomorrow. Look, so we are happy to provide stories of people whose own life stories and experience will excite you and maybe entertain you to some extent. But mostly we want you to feel inspired into moving into in your own life and taking their message and their lessons into your own life. We want you to be a part of our community. Help us share these stories. Hop onto Facebook. Find our Facebook page at American Snippets. We are on Instagram. We offer stories continually every day on our Facebook page and regularly on American Snippets. We feature people with these stories. So it's important for us to know your feedback, your thoughts. What do you want to see more of? Who has inspired you to do what? Get in, get involved, be a part of our community. We have a lot of things coming down the road. You have an opportunity to be a part of it now. Yeah. And if you're listening to this um, and you maybe you're a longtime listener or a new listener, uh, we really want to ask you to leave us a review on iTunes or on your favorite podcast app. It's really not about us. Uh, it's about everyone else that we feature here and the stories and guests that we feature because the more reviews and subscribers we have to the podcast, uh, the more these stories can get found. So it's a small little token um, th- or you know step that you can take to really help us get those stories out there. So subscribe, leave a review, share this with a friend, tag us on social media, let us know what you thought, and um, you know we'll see you on the next episode. 